Hello, hello, and welcome to Martinis and Bikinis, the podcast for everything under the sun. I am your hostess, Veronica Trulia, and I am here to help you navigate your 20s through all things lifestyle, beauty, and fashion. So if you're ready, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Martinis and Bikinis. I am your hostess, Veronica, and we are back with another solo episode. It's Friday the 13th getting a little spooky. Spooky season is upon us. And you know what else is spooky? Dating (laughs) and relationships and sometimes friendships. So I pulled you guys on my Instagram stories yesterday. And yes, the turnaround time for this podcast is absolutely insane. I'm aware. (laughs) I'm actually recording this on the day that I'm going to release it. I like to keep it current with you guys with these solo episodes. I just feel like I'm on FaceTime audio with a friend And this is our way of just like keeping things trendy, relevant, fun. And I know that I can crank them out and get them to you really quickly. So that's what I like about it. It's just spontaneous. It's fun. And that's what this podcast is. So again, I pulled you guys on my Instagram stories this week about what you wanted to hear and what you would like me to talk about. I gave a few suggestions and you guys ultimately decided on dating, friendships, relationships, all that jazz. And this is a really scary, heart-wrenching, just really unfortunate week that we're all having and our world as a whole. It's very upsetting what is happening in Israel and in Gaza. And I just want you guys to know that I am here to support you no matter who you are, where you come from. And this podcast is meant to be a place for you to decompress, remove yourself from your realities, and just use it as a form of self-care. So whether you're on a walk or you're at the gym or you're in your room or you're listening in your car, I want this to be a place where you feel supported and just know that I love you guys and I support you no matter what. And yeah, I just wanted to treat you guys this week to a topic of your choice. So that's what we're going to do. So I don't really like to talk about my dating life super publicly. I definitely keep things to myself in respect to others and, you know, that's okay because I'm literally not dating at all at the moment. (laughs) I've been completely celibate, I feel like. And that's okay. I feel like these times are so crucial and so important. And not that I've never had this before, but I feel like as a society, we have a lot of societal pressure to find the one and to just prioritize relationships and dating over everything else. And I'm just really prioritizing my friendships right now, guys. I am cultivating different circles of friends. I'm meeting new people. I'm developing my support systems here in New York. And I'm also having like some cross-generational friendships, which I absolutely love. But I was talking to my trainer, Dan, about this the other day, and he gave me a lot of insight about it. And it's things that I've said before or heard from others, but I feel like it's a good reminder. I feel like as we get older, we start to detach from friends and, you know, maybe some toxicity or maybe just creating boundaries with friends. And we were just talking about that and how, let's say if you live in New York and you don't want to go out every single night. You probably shouldn't surround yourself with like the clubby people because they are going to drag you out to the club every single night. But if that's something that you like to do every once in a while, like, hell yeah, like find some friends that like to do that. But 
I like to have different varieties in my friends. So different friend groups that I do different things with or different individuals that I just like to do different activities with. So for example, I know who to call if I want to go to an 8.30 a.m. workout on a Saturday. I have them on speed dial. Or if I want to go to a really nice fancy dinner and treat myself, I know who to call. If I want to go to church, I know who to call. I think it's great to have all of these people that serve different purposes in your life and you can also help them and you can lean on them too. And I feel like that's what developing a support system really is, is just having people in your life, people that are willing to support you in all of the intricacies of your life. You know, we are not just one thing. We're not just one group of people. I think it's really important to just spread your horizons and meet new people based on what your passions are. So yeah, I'm having different circles of friends. I'm meeting new people. I have met so many people here in New York already, guys. It's crazy. I thought I was going to have such a hard time. I feel like people just have come out of the woodwork. So people from my past, maybe they're from my hometown. Maybe they went to college with me, or I've even had friends that have moved to New York very recently after me, my little from college. I'm obsessed with her. She's one of my besties, but it's so funny because she moved from undergrad. So I graduated a year early because I was a year older than her. I didn't graduate college early. Let's be, let's be real. I graduated on time somehow, but anyway, so my little graduated a year after me. So I moved to DC and then she moved to DC after me because her parents were living nearby and she wanted to be in a city. And then I moved to New York and she had been thinking about moving to New York. So her and her friend moved to New York like shortly after. So it's just really funny how things have started to align. And I've had people reach out to me on Instagram that have like wanted to get coffees. And I, yesterday, this girl saw one of my TikToks and she was giving me all these amazing recommendations on the Upper East Side, which is where I live. And I, I was so thankful. I was so appreciative. I was like, thank you so freaking much. Like I need this because I'm still very new, still getting my footing. And I told her that I was going to go to one of her recommendations the next day. And she ended up meeting me there. She lives a few blocks away. So she got lunch with me and she was so sweet. I made a new friend. So I think it's really interesting how you can meet people. If you put yourself out there and you become a magnet, I think if you are an approachable person and you're kind and you're respectful and you're appreciative, people really flock to that. They really love that energy. So I think that's like a really good tip for meeting new people. Like be willing to put yourself out there, but also be approachable because I've met so many people in the past that I will talk to them randomly in public. They could be complete strangers and I'll just like make like a comment, like complimenting them or whatever. And they'll just look at me dead in the eye. Like I am a fucking crazy person. (laughs) I'm like, all right. So you're not looking to be friends and that's okay. You know, on to the next. But I really love talking to people and just being open and I'm such an extrovert. So it's been really, really fun meeting new people and yeah, just developing my support system as a whole. I know I talked about cross-generational friendships. I think that's so important and I've said this before and I'll say it again, but having friends in different generations is so pillar for your own self-growth. I have friends that are a lot younger than me. I have friends that are a lot older than me. And I feel like as I became an adult, I have learned the importance of those friendships because the young people, they keep me like, you know, what's new? What's cool? What should I be wearing? (laughs) What should I be eating? Where should I be going? Like they know all the cool spots. They know what's going on. They know all the trends on TikTok. I feel like, especially in the social media space, like I am always completely just flabbergasted by how much they know that I don't. So I love centering myself around those people whenever I just like 
need that energy. And then I also have a lot of older friends. You know, I had Carol on the podcast. If you guys want to go back and listen to that episode, she literally looks like she's 25, but (laughs) she is just this badass woman that has opened up this hemp dispensary yoga studio in DC. And she became one of my really good friends in DC. So I think it's really important to just have that cross-generational path. And my landlord, Geraldine, you know, we have became really good friends. She's amazing. We have wine, we talk, we chat. And I think it's great to have those people in your life because they give you so much wisdom and share their life experiences and I was asking her questions about dating last night and I felt like she gave me so much clarity on, you know, the type of people I should be surrounding myself with. And I think creating sustainable friendships and having a wide variety of friendships and building your support system is so crucial, especially before you get into dating and trying to think about a relationship. And I think we all know on the top of our head, I'm sure you guys can name a few people in your own personal life who have done this, myself included. So it it happens, but I've had friends in the past that have started relationships and have completely cut off their friends to spend 110% of the time with their partner, which I am so happy for them. If they're in love, I am so willing to support it. And I think you just wish people well and you just hope for the best. But I've seen people go through breakups after doing this and they're kind of left in the dust because they don't have their support systems that they had previously. So I think it's really, really tough whenever you put all of your eggs into one basket. And I talked about this on my episode about transitioning to Wellness Girly Fall. I think whenever you put all of your energy into one thing, it can somehow lead to burnout or exhaustion or even codependency, especially in relationships. And I've been there in college, my first serious boyfriend. I thought I was literally so in love. I thought I was like over the moon. We were friends in high school and then we started dating in college and I thought I had like hit the jackpot. I was like, fuck yeah, Veronica, like you, you landed him. Like, here you go. Like you're going to marry him and it's going to be lovely. And I just created this whole scenario in my head of how this was going to go down. It ended up being the most toxic relationship I've ever been in in my life. And obviously there was things that we both did wrong. You know, it's not one-sided, but I stopped hanging out with my friends. Freshman year of college, I didn't even go back to my dorm room most weeks. Like I would literally live with this guy who was a year older than me. And I thought he was just the coolest thing ever. Now I look back and I'm like, what the, <laughs> what was I thinking? And obviously I forgive everyone from afar. You know, he had his moments and that's okay. It wasn't the best relationship. I'm not going to air out his dirty laundry, but you know, Obviously, I've learned a lot since then, and I've developed a lot of confidence within myself and maturity and understanding of how we should be treated in a relationship. And yeah, I think I was codependent on him for a really long time. And I think I've actually struggled with codependency a lot in my previous years. And it's something that I definitely think I've overcame a lot these past few years, but it can be really challenging. You know, if you're really excited, you're in the honeymoon stage and you're really looking forward to spending time with this person, you know, and putting your energy towards an individual, you obviously want to get to know them and spend time with them. But I think having your own relationship with others outside of the relationship and your own life outside of the relationship really culminates a healthy relationship. I think a really good balance to this is spending equal time with your friends, spending equal time with yourself and spending equal time with your partner. And I know that can be really challenging based on, you know, whatever is going on in your life at the moment, but I think 
just having a good mix, regardless of what like the percentages of that are, is really, really helpful and really great for self-growth and just self-awareness. Let's talk about cuffing season. It's upon us. It's spooky. It's scary. It's probably freaking you the fuck out if you're single. (laughs) But honestly, I kind of love cuffing season because I feel like I just like cuff myself. (laughs) Like, don't get me wrong. I've been on dates before. (laughs) You know, some have been great. Some have been absolutely horrific. And I think it's fun to get out there and date, you know, meet new people. Why not? I think it's really great if you're looking for a relationship to get out there and not just expect the stork to drop off a man or a girl or whoever to your doorstep. So I think getting out there is really fun. And if you want to do that this cuffing season, by all means do it. But I think I'll be cuffing myself this season. I love, love, love a little fall moment. I love just curling up with a good book. I just got a Kindle. So with my Kindle, I'm reading A Court of Thorn and Roses. And you guys, I put that on my Instagram story and everybody messaged me. I I don't even know how many messages I got, but so many, everybody's on the train. I have been late for the train, but I'm so happy I'm getting on this train because it seems like everybody has been on it. And I mean, I love it already. I'm like, I feel like this is going to be my relationship. This coming season is this, this series because it's, it's juicy. Like it's hot. It's steamy. My friend calls it smut books. It like stands for something. It's an acronym. I need to look it up, but yeah, I love a good smut book. So if you're feeling single or lonely, find yourself a good smut book, read A Court of Thorn and Roses. <laughs> That's my advice too. But anyway, let's be real. Coving season is upon us. And yeah, if you want to get out in the dating world, do it. It's so fun. And I don't want you to end up like setting these high expectations for yourself, whether it's like a date that you're going on. Whenever you set really, really high expectations for somebody and maybe you create this fake scenario in your head where you're going to get married and have all these kids and this is what your life is going to look like. Don't act like I'm crazy because I know you have all done it. (laughs) and I've done it before too. But whenever you do that in any situation, really in friendships too, like if you go to meet somebody for a coffee and you just expect this person to be your best friend after. No, absolutely not. Like people are, they live busy lives. Like that's usually not the case. I mean, if it is great, but I think if you set these really high expectations for other people and how they're going to be in your life, it only ends up in disappointment because usually this fake world that we're creating in our brains doesn't actually transfer over into reality. So I try to go into every situation with such openness and I just try and be present. And I think whenever you're so future oriented and you're just so excited about meeting this person in the future and you know what this means for you and just harping on all of these unrealistic expectations, it's setting yourself up for failure. So just be really cognizant of that this season and just make sure that you're just having fun. You're being genuine to who you are, authentic, and just like sitting back and having a good time. I feel like we don't as a society, we like crave chaos. We like we want things to be chaotic. You know, we just like want like some spice to our life, which you can do without like just completely acting like a complete crazy person. So <laughs> I think just be present, just have fun, sit back, relax, and enjoy the process. So I kind of want to talk about dating apps and what I think of them. And I want you guys to DM me or maybe I'll even put a question on this episode of what your thoughts are and you can leave a comment. But I want to like rate every dating app and like what I think of them, at least the ones that like I 
am aware of, the ones that people are utilizing at the moment, what's hot or not, and like what my, I guess, judgment is of each one. I don't want to judge, but like, you know, this is just my harsh reality of like what I think of each one. So let's start with Hinge. I feel like Hinge is a hit or miss. And just from my own past experience, I feel like it's definitely people that are looking for more of a relationship, maybe at least at what I've experienced, but there's a lot of saturation on there, you know? So like you could spend hours just like tap, tapping away on people. I do think that dating apps can be a little superficial, but you know, it's worked for a lot of my friends and I think it's a great tool if you're really busy and you don't have the time to necessarily meet people organically. So I'm not like opposed to them, but uh, I, I do like meeting people organically most of the time. I think it's a better way to have communication I think texting and all of that bullshit is just like not a good way to get to know somebody. So I feel like the friends that I do have that have met their partners on dating apps have kind of cut straight to the chase and they're like, let's go out on a date. And then they find out if they're like a good match or not. But yeah, I feel like there's a lot of saturation on Hinge. So you could literally just spend your entire life like chatting to people on there and like tapping and you know, the whole, the whole thing. I do think you can add a lot of personality on there though, just with the prompts. I think it's fun, but yeah, I've had my hinge profile paused for a very long time. So maybe it's different now. I don't know. Raya. So I feel like nobody ever really talks about this. I feel like people are starting to talk about it more. I've talked about it on this podcast before I'm on it. You pay a lot for it. It's fine. It's, it's exclusive, they say, but I have a lot of friends that are like very like Instagram famous or, you know, have their own accolades that are definitely exceeding mine. And (laughs) they've told me that they aren't accepted onto it. And I'm just so confused. So I don't know if they just have like beef with certain people or like if the application committee is just like, I don't know what's going on. It's a very strange process. And you know, if you are on the wait list for it, like don't lose hope if that's something that you want to be on. Because I know so many people that are like considered celebrities that are not on this app. So (laughs) I don't understand. I, I truly don't. It's completely above my head, but it's a very slow moving app. I've met very, very limited people from it and it's all over the world. So it's not like one specific location. So that's kind of an issue. If you're looking for something more serious, you're probably not going to find them on there. You might. Usually it's somebody that is far, far away from you. And the chances of you meeting that person are very slim. But yeah, if it's like something that you're interested in, if you travel a lot and you're not really looking for something long-term, I think it's a great option. But I don't know anybody specifically that's like met on there and has had like this crazy wild love story. But if you, if you know of anyone, let me know. I think it'd be a fun story to share. So I had Joe, the founder of first rounds on me on the podcast. So listen to that episode if you haven't yet, because he has so many funny dating stories guys before he met his wife, Hannah. And I was like on the floor, like my jaw was literally dropped to the floor because he told me the most insane dating story ever. And it's, absolutely wild. You have to go listen to it. I was also on their podcast. They have a podcast called 
first rounds on me, the same name of the app. And I was interviewed by Hannah and Steve and it was so much fun. I really dished out a lot of tea on that episode (laughs) and they actually have the video on Spotify so you can go watch it too if that's something you're interested in. But yeah, I dropped a lot of like dating tea and my past experiences and just like I was very, very vulnerable that day. I don't know what was in the air, but yeah, first round's on me. I actually signed up for it right before I had Joe on and it's an interesting process. It's something I haven't seen before and it's only available in select cities. So it might be available in your city. Go check it out. And basically what they do is you are not allowed to chat with the person before your date, which I think is very, very cool because it kind of just gets rid of, you know, all of that back and forth and it doesn't waste your time or your energy. So essentially somebody will request a date with you and they'll pick a spot. They'll pick the time. They'll pick the day. You can always reschedule through the app, but yeah, you kind of just like meet them at this specific place at this specific time and you have a date as opposed to just like tap, tap, tapping, you know, for days on end and then not never actually meeting them. So you can also get date requests. So for people to like get you to plan the date, which I don't like, (laughs) I get it. Like, I think it's important to have some people like to pick the spot and like to stay in their neighborhood and whatever. But yeah, I hate making decisions. So if I'm ever asked on a date and they ask me to pick the spot, I'm like, who the fuck do you think you are? (laughs) That's just my own personal opinion. People can definitely disagree, but I hate that. So there's this app here in New York called Setup. I don't know if they offer it in other cities, but I've heard a lot about it. It seems very interesting. If anybody's tried it out and gone on a date on it, let me know because it seems very different from anything that I've ever heard of. So essentially it's like a matchmaking service. So you have to apply and you have to get accepted and you give them a lot of information about yourself, what your career is, where you went to school, where you're from, maybe the type of person that you're looking for. And somebody manually goes in to their database, finds somebody that they think would be a good match for you. They pick the spot, the time and the day for you guys to meet up. So you are essentially getting set up on a date. I don't know. I, I would like to know if people are actually utilizing it because it seems interesting, but I don't know much about it. So yeah, if you guys have heard of it, let me know. But I think it's a good idea. You know, I think it kind of takes a lot of the struggle out of just completely swiping all the time. So that's great. It seems a little bit more organic too than just a regular dating app. Let's talk about tips for being single. I think it's really important to have single friends. I have tons of friends that are in relationships. I have tons of friends that are married. I have tons of friends that are engaged and I love them to death and I love hanging out with them. It's so lovely and wonderful. And I feel like it's like mom and dad and I'm like their kid, (laughs) which sometimes is really comforting. I don't know why I probably need to dissect that. Anyway, um, I love having single friends because those are the people that I can just go to and talk to about whatever is going on in my single life, you know, who I'm dating, what's going on in my relationships. And I think, or even if I'm not dating, like how I'm feeling about life, how I'm prioritizing my friendships and those people just get it a little bit more. And I think those are the people that want to hear and like share their experiences as well, as opposed to my friends that have been wifed up for a long time. And they're like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) Which I don't think they're thinking that, but you know, I think it's really, really great to have those friends that you can go out with, meet new people, and yeah, just kind of share that 
just common traits or, you know, those common experiences of being single. So yeah, I think that's a really good tip. Second, I have, this isn't really a tip, but I guess it is. I haven't really been meeting the most quality men here in New York. I guess that's why I haven't gone on a date, but I've been meeting them in the complete wrong places. So I just moved here. I'm having fun. A few weeks ago, I was at a club. This is before Wellness Girly Fall. And don't get me wrong, I'll probably be in another one soon enough. But I don't really like to do it every night, but maybe once a week. So I was at this place, and it's called Gospel. (laughs) If you haven't heard of it, it's very interesting. So it's like kind of like Rufus vibes, like Rufus to Soul. That's like the music they play. They have bongos, constantly have incense lit. It's, it's a whole experience. It's like Burning Man in a basement. But I, tr- I truly think it's fun. But anyway, so me and my friend, we were at this table and we met these guys. And one of them actually ended up being cousins with this guy I graduated high school with, which was so weird. And there was like a lot of family drama and all this stuff. And he was telling me all about it. I'm like, why the fuck is this guy telling me so much about this? Like I could easily just go back to his cousin and tell him everything. I didn't, but he tells me all that. Obviously he's probably wasted. He goes to the bathroom, he comes back and I swear to God, guys, he is just covered in white powder, like all over him. And I'm like, uh. I was like, oh my God. Like, okay, this is probably not the person that I would like to date or end up with. He asked me out on a date. I'm just like, I don't know about that. Anyway, I'm sure he's a great guy. Just not really who I'm looking for or trying to entertain or hang out with at the moment. But yeah, so I think you have to look for people in the right places. So, you know, obviously, whenever the weather starts to get colder, we try to make excuses for staying home and not going out and meeting people. And that's totally okay if that's what you want to do. But yeah, just go find people in the right places. Another tip for being single during coughing season is just like, yeah, spend time with yourself. Like enjoy some self-care on Saturday night. I basically cleaned my room. I ordered Postmates and then I did an everything shower. And by the time I was out the shower, my Postmates was there and I read my book and I ate my Postmates and it was the best night ever. I feel like snuggling up during the fall with yourself and a good book is so great. So amazing. And it's so underrated. And there's nothing wrong with spending time with yourself. I think people sometimes feel lonely just because they're bored. You can entertain yourself. It's so easy to entertain yourself. I distract myself all the fucking time. I <laughs> I think it's great to distract yourself. And, you know, I'll go to a workout by myself. I'll go to a new restaurant by myself. I love sitting alone at restaurants. I feel like you can also meet really cool people that way. I've sat at bars where I have like met some of my best friends or like at least really close friends that like I still stay in touch with. There was this one time that I was in New Orleans and I was by myself. I went to True Food Kitchen and I just wanted a good meal and a mocktail or like a healthy cocktail. So I sat at the bar and I had this like juice that they offer and I put tequila in it, which is amazing. It's like their ginger juice. You can add any alcohol to their juices there. So it was like a little healthy form of a cocktail. So I did that. I had a great meal. I was talking to the bartender and this girl starts chiming in. She's sitting next to me. She was picking up an order and she starts telling me about how she's a holistic private chef and she cooks for all these celebrities in New Orleans that are there for the film industry and how she has these like NAD parties at her house. And we just started talking about everything under the sun. And to this day, I still talk to her. And whenever I go to New Orleans, I like ask her if she wants to go do a workout. So you just like never know who you're going to meet. And 
yeah, I love dining solo. Sometimes I'll bring my Kindle or a good book. Sometimes I'll just bring my phone. I'll do some work. And yeah, it's truly luxurious. And I think if you're scared to do it, just do it. It's really not that scary. Sometimes I feel kind of awkward walking in, but then I sit down and I just start talking to the bartenders because they're bored as well. (laughs) So they're just looking for people to hang out with and chat with. So yeah, have single friends, look for people in the right places. If that's something that you are looking for, if you feel like you're ready, you're able and you're willing, and then treat yourself to some solo time and don't be ashamed of it. I love spending time with myself. It's my favorite thing in the world. I need my me time. I need it to recharge. I will not show up as my best self if I am not having that time. So I know a lot of people are super social and like love hopping from one thing to the next. I just like don't think that I am capable of doing that because I will not be pleasant. (laughs) I will not be pleasant. And I think also it leads to burnout. And I think if you're able to create some sort of balance with your friendships, your dating life, and also your me time, it is the perfect concoction for cuffing season. So if you guys have any specific questions about dating or relationships, you know, reach out to me via DMs. And I think I can definitely formulate episodes around what you guys are asking or even do like a Q&A for another solo episode at another date. But yeah, I love you guys so much. And Remember to like, rate, and subscribe to this podcast if you enjoyed this episode. If you have any golden nuggets that you really liked, please, please, please share on social media. It really helps me more than you know. It's like a domino effect. So once you share it with your community, they find out about it and you know maybe they'll start listening and it really means the world to me. So yeah, if there's something that you particularly liked from this episode, you can just share on social media through Spotify or Apple Podcasts. There's a share button and then you can just let me know what golden nugget you got from this or if there's even something that you'd like to share with your community about something you learned. So with that, I hope you have a great weekend and I will see you next week. Ta-ta. You guys, I just got the cutest jewelry from Uncommon James. If you don't know what Uncommon James is, it's basically Kristen Cavallari's jewelry line. She's such a queen. I love her. I used to watch Laguna Beach back in the day. So whenever I wear her stuff, I just feel like so nostalgic. But she has an amazing jewelry line. I have their initial necklace and I have their little dainty heart necklace. And I think they are just the cutest jewelry items ever. I feel like I can pair them with any piece. And I have a discount code for you guys. I know jewelry can be really, really hard to find because you never know if it's quality and I lose jewelry all the time and I honestly find her stuff to be super affordable. So I'm not like super concerned if it's something that I end up losing or it falls off. I don't think it's going to fall off. (laughs) I think that's my excuse for losing things. But anyway, I love Uncommon James and I really love the price point and it's so, so, so high quality. So if you're interested in purchasing some Uncommon James products and some pieces, you can use my code Veronica on uncommonjames.com. That's code Veronica for 10% off any of your purchases on uncommonjames.com. That's www.uncommonjames.com. You can use code Veronica for 10% off.